Hey, it's the Baldy Bishops. Well, meant for, I think, just under 24 beautiful brief hours, I was top of the fantasy league of Burton Baptist Church. Mm. So that's uh, that's impressive. It's it's more hours than I've spent atop the league uh, <laughs> the whole time that we've had it <laughs> over two seasons. So I won the league last year, but Matt Hilliard wasn't there, and now he's my arch nemesis. So. Mm. We're gonna after this podcast, we're gonna pray some imprecatory prayers for yes for Matt. Yes, and I might slip the name Alan in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> what what position are you? Do you know? Uh, like seventh or something like that. Seventh. But I'm, I'm I'm creeping back into seventh out of seven. It's not bad. Context man. out of seven. There's not quite twelve of us. Twelve of us. You're in seventh place. I'm so. like mid table. You know. Yep. Just so under. Just under. I'm, yep. I'm creeping back Bottom in. Half. Huh? I'm creeping so, back in. Yep. Not not in the relegation. No, nowhere near, gratefully. But uh, you're getting there. So anyway, we're in Philemon tonight, today, this morning, afternoon, actually. So Mm. I don't, I didn't have a segue. Um, No, no, that's, that's okay. Philemon is top tier as a letter, I suppose. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Not mid-table, top tier. It's beautiful. I just want to, I just find it so rich. I find Philemon is um, such an example of everything we're actually looking at in gospel community. Yeah. Yeah. Wesley, there's a quote by Wesley. He actually says this this single epistle infinitely transcends all wisdom of the world and it gives us a specimen how Christians ought to treat of secular affairs from higher principles. Wow. Yeah, man. I think Philemon is such a case it's actually a case study in one sense mm-hmm. of like what does it look like to live like the gospel is true in our relationships with one another? So mm-hmm. Philemon is is like it's just an it's one example of how i'm meant to apply the gospel truth and gospel identity to mm. my relationships and practice yeah it's good um that leads to a beautiful gospel community like so mm. that's philemon uh brief context we got philemon who's yeah. philemon he's he's a wealthy believer in Colossae. um so so paul's in prison while he's writing it right and he's writing to Philemon, the church family, to his his family. I think people are mentioned by name, yeah. of course. Um, and then there's this fellow named Onesimus. Right. So you got Philemon, and then you got a guy called Onesimus. Yeah. And uh, Onesimus is basically Philemon's runaway bond servant, most most likely someone paying off um, le- legal troubles as a mandatory employee, though possibly just a, a slave of society. Mm-hmm. But um. Onesimus uh, ended up in Rome, met Paul, uh, got saved while he was there, which is incredible to think yeah. about. Yeah, God, God had Paul in Rome, right? Yeah. For many reasons. Why is God doing this? And one of the reasons is that one day Onesimus would be on his doorstep. Yeah. So. And it's, it's incredible to think about Onesimus actually finding Paul as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, and now, now he's coming back to Colossae with this, with this letter um, for uh, both Philemon and for the Colossians. Yeah, so Onesimus is actually the guy carrying the letter to Philemon and the letter to the Colossians. Staggering to think about. So he's really shown his repentance by his willingness to come yeah. to come home, isn't he? To say, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but before we get into all that, so <clears throat> the gospel truth that's embedded in this letter. Um, so both like, it's both like on the page and it's below the surface. Yeah. The gospel truths of, of, of all of this. Um, so yeah, some, some beautiful gospel truths that lead to gospel identity that we find 
really, I mean, really verse three, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. But and, uh, it's so small, but again, verse three is, it, it's like a summary that unpacks like books yeah. and books of information. Yeah. And I, and I think if we're not careful, this verse along with other ones like it in epistles can become like commonplace and feel like an obligatory greeting. Yeah. But it's, it's so much more than that, you know, mm-hmm. grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. So like the concept of, of grace and peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else that Paul writes in all of his letters after that little introduction is mm-hmm. only because that introduction is true. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't have the rest of the letter without the fact yeah. that grace and peace has come from God the Father. It's the foundation of everything Christ. is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So grace is what the kind, active love of God that would move toward us in our mm-hmm. rebellion. Instead mm-hmm. of crushing us as we deserve, it, he would bring us to himself through the humble birth, perfect life and agonizing death, powerful resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus. Yeah, it's it's uh, unmerited favors, we would say, not not getting or, or getting what we don't deserve, something mm-hmm. that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there, there's there's peace, which um, calm delight is how it's uh, defined in some contexts. But um, it's a result of that grace, mm-hmm. peace, peace with God, mm-hmm. uh, peace mm-hmm. between God and man. Yeah. So because of grace, we have peace. Yeah. Um, so now, and that's from God, our father. So again, this is new Testament language. God mm-hmm. is now our father. He's brought us into his family. He's adopted us as sons and daughters. So, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a son of the high king of the universe because of Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and so are you. Yeah. And then Praise Jesus, God. Jesus, the Lord, um, Jesus is our older brother, our friend and our, our Lord who's brought us this grace and peace. It's miraculous, isn't it? That Jesus, the Lord is our older brother and friend. Yeah. So, so. The gospel then has brought us into a family of grace and peace. Grace is at the heart of everything that's done and peace is the outcome of everything Mm. that's done. Mm. So grace is like the very heartbeat of that family and peace is like the beautiful, um, just, yeah, outcome, Mm. consequence of a family of grace is peace. Yeah. And I think I can unapologetically say that this is the only foundation for gospel community Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a place where grace and peace reigns. Yeah. Yeah, we can only have this one another life of gospel community if if God truly loves us, mm. if we've been brought into a relationship with him, if he's truly given us grace and peace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, additionally, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but we can only give grace and peace as we've received grace and peace. Yeah. So if we've not received this grace and peace, then the whole gospel community thing doesn't work. Yeah, and that's why every week on Wednesday nights we're saying, Gospel identity, gospel, sorry, gospel truth, can't believe it. Gospel truth leads to gospel identity, leads to gospel practice, leads to gospel community. You can't have the, the, the top two mm. without the bottom two. Mm. So they're the It was actually amazing in our small group last night because I'm always quizzing people over the, the progression that you just <laughs> messed up there, which is your own. <laughs> but anyways, um, and, and it was funny because it was, it was very much a, a, a joint effort last night. Yeah. Like I said, so what's the first one? And they're like, gospel truth. And it's like, someone else says, gospel identity. And someone's mm. like, then gospel practice. Nice. Gospel community. They're getting it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> built this big crescendo, you know? Awesome. Man. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So the gospel truth and gospel identity is going to lead to gospel practice and gospel community, which is what we're going to see in the rest of the letter to Philemon. So as we get to the gospel community, just looking, first of all, at the truths of gospel community before we look at the practice of gospel community. Mm-hmm. And verse one to two, you know, 
Paul, the prisoner, Timothy, my brother, Philemon, my beloved friend, uh, and fellow, fellow laborer, the beloved Aphia, or in Hengadi SV, my our, our beloved sister Aphia, mm-hmm. Archippus, our fellow soldier. Um, and then if we go down to verse 23 to 24, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner, uh, Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, look, my fellow laborers. And we're just seeing this, this beautiful truth of relationship doesn't just stop between God and an individual. We're not actually just brought into a peaceful, familial, affectionate relationship with the Trinity. But as a result, we're brought into a peaceful, familial, affectionate relationship with everyone else who's trusted Jesus. Yeah. So Timothy, our brother, which is beautiful because he's half Jew and half Greek. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. And, or half, half Jew, half, half Gentile. And yet he's the brother of Paul, the Jew, and mm. Philemon, the Gentile. You know? It's a very new covenant, isn't it? It's beautiful yeah, stuff. Here. Beautiful. Um, Philemon, who is a Gentile, my beloved friend and fellow laborer. Um, mm. Aphia, my beloved sister in Jesus. Archippus, my my fellow. Um, Mark, who'd abandoned him previously, is yeah. now my fellow mm. laborer. So what we're seeing here, first of all, is that Jews and Gentiles, slaves and free, Romans and barbarians, people who have hurt you in the past, all of them are family together in Jesus, mm. brought into this grace-filled, peaceful, loving, affectionate family. Mm. So that's like before we actually do anything about it, that's just the truth is yeah. that we're in this family together. It's- yeah. And I think that that covers just about like everything Jews and Gentiles. Uh, that's people from different religious backgrounds, mm. slaves and free. That's people from different uh, like social status, mm. Romans and barbarians. We're talking about people of different nationality. Yeah. And then people bring in trauma. Yeah. And, and the, you know, it's like that covers every facet pretty yeah. much of life. Yeah. We're all together. We're yeah. all family. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and it's just, it's not because of anything we've done. It's because this is just the reality because we've tr- all trusted Jesus. Mm. This is what we've been brought into. And it's a gift to be brought into this family. Yeah. Um, so Pete, Pete messaged the other day and uh, he just said, if I can get it really quickly as I scroll, he says, uh, I'm truly blessed to have brothers in Christ um, mm. uh, uh, to see uh, it really touches me to see the Lord work through our church family, mm. this love and compassion that thinks of others, mm. you know, like that's not because we're wonderful. It's just, that's the foundation. We've been mm. given love and compassion yeah, yeah. and now we belong to one another. Yeah. I, I was actually touched by Pete referring to uh Bri as our Bri. <laughs> yeah, our Bri. I love that. When he messaged yeah. on the chat, the group chat, our Bri, <laughs> He's, he belongs to Pete that's it, yeah. and Pete belongs to him. Yep. Oh, or he belongs to no. Well, I can't remember. Yeah, both ways. Probably belong, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we all belong to one another yeah, yeah, because yeah. we belong to Jesus. So, uh, yeah. so that's just that's um, just the initial foundation of it all, and then we get to Philemon actually living like this is true in verse four to verse seven. Mm-hmm. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. That the sharing of your faith may become effect- effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this love and faith, it comes up in pretty much every New Testament letter, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I love how Paul... I, I know it's a word we don't want to use as, as like um you know theological Protestants or whatever, <laughs> but um the Catholicity mm. you know of Paul and like the Catholic kind of like not Roman Catholic mm-hmm. but the sense that Paul is like because Catholic means universal yeah that that Paul does his homework 
in like locating other brothers and sisters in every city. You know, yeah. we, we've seen that in Acts as we went through Acts, of course. Mm-hmm. But then in his epistles, he's like, man, I've heard about your faith. I've yeah. heard about how faithful you are. Yeah. Been. So he might not actually have met Philemon. Yeah. Um, he says that in Colossae, like, I've never seen you guys mm-hmm. face to face. Mm-hmm. And yet he's heard of this, this guy's mm-hmm. faith. So, and love. So the New <clears throat> Testament principle is that the Christian life essentially is faith and love, right? Yeah. So faith in Jesus leads to love for Jesus's people. Mm-hmm. And it, look what it says. It says love for all the saints. Yeah. Genuine faith in Jesus, Genuine according faith, to 1 yeah. John, leads to love for all the saints. For all the saints. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, Philemon, um, you know, this this idea in verse, verse 6, where it talks about um, sharing of your faith. Um, a lot of times we think of that in the evangelistic sense, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I went and shared my faith today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but that's not how he's referring to this. He's referring to it in how we um, how we love one another. Yeah, yeah. So I share my faith with my church family yeah. as my faith moves me to outwardly love my brothers yes. and sisters, yes. right? Mm. And I share my faith with unbelievers in the same way as well as actually telling the gospel. But as my faith moves outwardly towards my brothers and sisters i'm sharing my faith with them Mm. so Mm. it's good and so paul's in prison he's hearing about this right in Mm. verse seven Mm. and what's his response so he's like hearing about philemon in prison he's hearing about this guy's faith in jesus and love for the saints and how does paul feel his response then well he experiences joy and consolation yeah but above all that he's he's refreshed yeah yeah so paul's refreshed as he hears about how his brothers and sisters in Christ are being refreshed yeah. by Philemon. Mm. Um, so Philemon is allowing the gospel to fill him and then flow out of him to the strengthening of his brothers and sisters in mm. Jesus, which then strengthens Paul's faith, mm. right? Yeah. Um, Paul is being strengthened in his faith as he hears about uh, Philemon's faith and love. Mm. So Paul the apostle is being lifted up, encouraged, helped by this guy he's never even met. Mm. Um And Paul later says in verse 20 that Philemon's ongoing gospel-driven decisions and relationships would continue to strengthen and encourage Paul. Mm. Um, Brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Mm. So your obedience in Jesus, your, your, your faith that outwardly moves toward love, love toward other people strengthens your brothers and sisters in Jesus. And I've I've seen that. Um, I've I've seen that so much Um, moments when I'm feeling off moments mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm not feeling like uh, I'm, I'm serving God, but I'm kind of going through the motions. Maybe, maybe I'm being mechanical mm-hmm. and of course I come across someone that I see serving out of a heart of love mm-hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think, Oh God, help me, help me to get back to, yeah. to that, you know, yeah. and, and it actually does strengthen my faith and it makes me want to trust God for more and serve him more when I see someone like that. Yeah. As pastors, when we watch, the brothers and sisters in Christ move towards one another mm-hmm. in this way. Yeah. That that's like one of the most encouraging things you can ever see. You know, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. uh, you know, Brian messaged on the on the chat, like I went and seen John the Hammer, and he said to me last night, like, I was just driving by and I just knocked on mm-hmm. him, like, that's beautiful, man. That's lovely, like yeah. that's so encouraged to see you wanting to refresh your brother in the mm-hmm. Lord, and I'm refreshed by your desire to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what Paul's saying here in Philemon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so this is all um, building up to what Paul's going to actually ask Philemon to do, he's going to he has a he has a big request for him, and we're going to look at that next. So, in verses eight to fourteen, we see the motive behind um, all of this and what what Paul's commanding here. But looking, uh, what is it? Verse verse eight 
onward it says, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul, the aged and now a prisoner, also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains. Um, and where, where, where's he going? Yeah, so sorry, I lost, <laughs> I lost my place there. Um, and then down to verse 14, he says, Without your consent, I wanted to do nothing, that your good deed might not be by compulsion, as it were, but voluntary. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's verse 14. Go yeah, ahead. sorry, man. <laughs> that's right. So, what, what I love about this is in his, in his apostolic authority, mm-hmm. Paul could rightly have said to Philemon, Make restoration. With Onesimus. This is the right thing this to is, do. It's the right thing to and do. And it's not like Paul doesn't have authority to say, make me a sandwich because yeah. I'm an apostle. Yeah. He has authority to say, this is what God's word says, so do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he could command them to do it. Yeah. But he clearly says in verse number nine, that that's not the approach I'm taking with you. Yeah. He says, for love's sake, I appeal to you to do that. Yeah. So he wants them to be moved by more than duty. Mm-hmm. It's So it's, I think a lot of Christians in at the moment as we as we emphasize grace a lot which is beautiful because the scriptures mm-hmm. do the, the, the question sometimes becomes well what if i don't feel like doing the right thing yeah. so should i just not do it because if i if i do the right thing but i don't want to do the right thing is that not legalism mm-hmm. and you're like well no that's obedience yeah, yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> regardless of your feelings yeah, yeah but so the christian life is not less than duty it's yeah. more than duty, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. And that's the key here. So we still are called to do the right thing, even if we don't want to. Mm. Josh Garrels has that song, to do the right thing even when it burns. Mm. Um, but we're, we're compelled by more than just duty, right? So mm. what So what are we compelled by then? Well, he, he says, for love's sake. Yeah. And he, want, he wants us to be, he wanted, he wanted Philemon to be moved by love to make restoration yeah. with Onesimus. Yeah. Um, and that, that looks that looks different because when you when you move and operate out of a heart of love, yeah, you're not doing it begrudgingly. Yeah, um, yeah. you're not approaching it like, oh, I've got to flip and do this again. Um, but you're you're willfully, cheerfully, lovingly um, delighting in that act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's the type of uh, of of obedience he's calling Philemon to. Yeah, and, and a heart that's motivated by duty does it, but. A heart is motivated by duty and love does it gladly yeah and that's what we want to see yeah. yeah yeah um so he, he wants philemon to do it from the heart willingly cheerfully voluntarily he wants the love of christ to compel him to do what's right mm. you mm. know this this love to compel to do the right thing um so what does he actually wants philemon to do then well he wants him to to make restoration with onesimus um he he rightly i think by law could have had him put to death yeah and so he's saying, um, for one, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, um, verse 16, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother. A beloved brother. And he's been using that word beloved mm. uh, in this epistle already. And now he says, just like I'm calling you a beloved brother and a fee of my beloved sister, you receive Anesimus as a yeah. beloved brother. Yeah, That's, that's mind boggling, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, receive him not just as a runaway slave who's returned. Which is already actually a, a big ask, because like you said, he could be killed. Mm, um, mm. But but more than that, as a brother in Jesus, and even more than that, again, a beloved brother in Jesus. Yeah, and we're still talking about the motive, which which is which is love, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it kind of comes full circle here, doesn't it? Because we talked about how grace and peace was the foundation for all of the gospel community stuff. Yeah, and and I think in application, we're saying. He's, he's saying to Onesimus, remember that grace and peace stuff that we talked about? Yeah. Um, make peace 
uh, show grace. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jesus has saved Anisimus. Yeah. God has adopted Anisimus as a beloved son. God has poured grace and peace into his life. He's now clean, forgiven, new, and precious. And Paul said to Philemon, receive him like that's true. Mm. And receive it like it's true that that's also happened to you. Mm. So he may be below you in society, but he's not equal to you in yeah, Jesus. Yeah. He may have wronged you purposefully, but he's repented and received Jesus' forgiveness. And I'm calling you to live like that's true. Mm. Yeah, so... So that's important, isn't it? Calling you to live like what Jesus has done is true because, uh, and this is what we talked about in our, in our small group and we were going through this, is um, we've talked about the identity stuff a lot on an individual level. Yeah. So gospel gospel truth leads to gospel identity. And right. normally we think of that on a, on a personal level. Yeah. But Can I, I, I stop think what's, right there, man? Yeah, yeah. If you're if you've sewned out while you're listening, this is really important part. It, Matt's about to say, so go ahead. <laughs> so so gospel gospel identity comes from gospel truth, and usually we apply that personally. Yep. And what Paul is calling Anesimus to do here, or Philemon, calling yeah. Philemon to do here, is to apply that interpersonally. Yes. So it's not just me getting a hold of my own personal gospel identity. Yep. It's getting a hold of my brother's gospel identity, my sister's gospel identity, yeah. and treating them like that's true. That's huge, man. Are so, they an object of Christ's love? Yeah. Then I treat them differently. Yeah. So Western individual, individualism creeps into this gospel identity stuff mm. when it becomes a, I am forgiven, I am saved, <clears throat> I am loved, which mm. is all true, yeah. but it needs to go even further than that. We are we are, you are, yeah. and we've we've changed even some of our songs that we sing in, on a Sunday morning. Some of them we've we've made it plural instead yeah, of yeah. singular because it's yeah. the idea of this is true of all of us. He will hold us. Fast. He will hold us fast, yeah, not yeah. just me, yeah. but us. For my yeah. Savior loves us. Our Savior loves us. So, mm. um, so how, yeah. So how Philemon chooses to see Anismus, if that changes, then how you change how you treat Anismus is going to change yeah. as well. So how he views him changes how he treats him. Yeah, yeah. So imagine with us then Anismus returns to Colossae. Mm. Philemon and the rest of the church read this letter mm. and then they go and read the letter to Colossians which says forgive <clears> one another as Christ forgive you right um so then after they've read Philemon and after they because the because this letter is addressed to the Philemon but also to the church in the house so they read Colossae the letter to the Colossians they read the letter to Philemon then everyone looks at Philemon <laughs> after <laughs> these letters Philemon? and Philemon stands up walks towards Anisimus this man whose life he could legally end and he embraces him as a beloved wow. brother in Jesus. Wow. Can, can you imagine being either of those? Yeah. So first off, imagine being Onesimus in, in some ways, not knowing if this person is going to respond in the flesh or in the spirit, man, man, that you could be like carrying your own death warrant in yeah. some ways. You know what I mean? Legally like, speaking. Yeah, legally, yeah. 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 So, so there's him, but then man, can you imagine being Philemon mm. hearing all of this read out and, yeah. and maybe Maybe when Onesimus first walked in, yeah. Maybe Philemon was livid. Could be, could be this angry moment. Yeah. And then he reads Colossians of all that he is in Jesus, mm. all that Onesimus is in Jesus. Mm. Forgive as as Christ forgave you. Then he reads this letter, mm. second, and he's like, "I'm gonna do okay, it." Okay, I'm gonna apply I'm that. I'm gonna do it. Beautiful mm. man. Yeah. And then Aphia, she comes up. The the wife of Philemon puts her arm around Onesimus. Then Archippus is mentioned, and mm -hmm. then the whole church rises up, moves towards this runaway slave who is mm -hmm. now the brother in Christ. Wow! Um, could you imagine how loved Onesimus would feel in that moment? Yeah, that, yeah. that this gospel actually does change mm -hmm. lives and relationships. 
Um, imagine how much that would have strengthened his faith in the gospel. Imagine if there was unbelievers who were visiting that day and mm. <laughs> watched that happen. Mm. Uh, believers reconciling and forgiving one another. And imagine how much that would have delighted the very heart of God as he watched that moment take place. So, so that, that, that's, that's incredible to really like imagine all of these things. But here, here's, here's the reality of the situation. I've got a list of the things you just said just now. And imagine, so gospel community is always supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing it out of a heart of love, like Philemon is, Paul is called Philemon to here, um, then gospel community will make the object of our service feel loved. Mm. Gospel community will strengthen us in our faith in the gospel. Mm. Gospel community will draw in lost individuals to see the uniqueness of Beautiful. love of Christ. Yeah. And in gospel community um, will delight, delight the heart of God. Yeah. Cause that's Ephesians one. He his the ultimate purpose the ultimate goal the culmination of all of this is everything's united one day in jesus mm. so as he watches philemon and Onesimus and this whole church do that that delights him because that's actually yeah. one more step on mm. the path of his ultimate goal everything really united good. in christ that's really good. um so we'll uh look at some applications of what this means for us and then we'll wrap it up today all right applications then to finish it off Mm. yeah i mean the 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 first thing is the foundation of gospel community is the familial relationships grace and peace that god has brought us into with himself and with others yeah um can't forget that it's it's the foundation of it all so Mm -hmm. if if we don't start there we all we have is community Mm -hmm. if we don't start with the grace and peace mm-hmm. and community. I'm sorry, but, but community groups right now are a dime a dozen. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I know mm. it's an American expression, but I mean, you can go anywhere and find community. What does a dime a dozen mean? Um, like there's loads of them. Almost a like dime, those, a dozen. Yeah. One dime, one dozen. What's that mean? I, I, sorry, I, don't, even, I don't even know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, a, oh, there's, there's many fish in the sea kind of. Yeah. Concept. I'd get that one. <laughs> Because that's very easy to understand. A dime a dozen. Anyway, yes, there's lots of community groups. You can get a lot of them for one. Do- yeah, so anyways, yeah, for one coin. Oh, you think it's that? I, yeah, that's it. You can get a dozen yeah. of them for a dime. Yeah, ah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, now. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, nope. you, cut, you cut me out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can find community anywhere, can't you? Yeah. Um, you can find it online. You can find it um in you know support groups or mm-hmm. um people that are addictive. But there's no there's no gospel community. Right. There's no there's no gospel community without grace and peace yeah. being the foundation. Yep. So the foundation is the relationships of grace and peace God has brought us into with Himself mm. first and, and then each other. Each other. The motive of gospel community then is love. Love for God that would want to obey him and love for your brothers and sisters that would see them as precious because God says they are. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's the motive of, of everything we do as a church family is motivated by love. Even when we're speaking hard truths into our brothers and sisters' lives, we do that motivated by love. Like you read Galatians, mm-hmm. it's hard truths. Yeah. Uh, First and second Corinthians are hard truths, but it's all being motivated by, by yeah, love. That's good. So foundation is the grace and peace that God's brought us into. The motive is love. Yeah. And the result is gospel community. The result of gospel community is refreshment, that Mm -hmm. refreshment that he talked about. So, um, so what do you think that looks like for us? 
Yeah, so gospel-fused reconciliation, mm. restoration, forgiveness actually refreshes and strengthens others. As others hear and see of two people or two groups in Jesus coming to reconcile with one another, mm. the result is a ripple effect that encourages and strengthens others. That's really good. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a sermon. Yeah. Reconciliation, restoration, forgiveness, mercy is a sermon you preach with your actions. Yeah. It preaches the gospel to believers and to unbelievers. Um, so yeah, that, that's the, it's refreshing to live this out. Yeah. And, and, and here's something that you and I talked about a few weeks back is that our, our church or any church, not just our church, any church is only as strong as its weakest, weakest relationship yeah. in the church. Yeah. So you were saying, we've been saying recently, it's as only as strong as the weakest individual. Yes. And that's true. Yes. So if you've got a weak individual, that's how strong your church is. You mm-hmm. need to build and prop up that brother's support, nourish mm. and help them along. But it's also only as strong as the weakest relationships. Yeah. So if if we're if we're deliberately refusing to enter into community with someone in the church, yeah, because of, of differences, past offenses, whatever the case might be, if we're refusing to enter into community with that individual, our gospel community is only as strong as that relationship. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, so finishing off with a little the, the prodigal son and a. A misapplication of what Jesus was intending. But anyway, um, so the story of the prodigal son, the father runs toward his wayward but returning repentant son, mm. but the older brother didn't. And one mm. of the things that's been challenging me a lot recently is, am I sometimes like that older brother? Mm. Now, for different reasons in Jesus's context, you know, because they think they're better Pharisees, but yeah. I mean, maybe in pride in one sense of me, mm. but the letter to Philemon is essentially saying, God, the father, or the Godhead has moved towards this wayward one. Mm. this sinful rebel um and, and even a, even a, a child who's who's backslidden gone away or who's just done something wrong mm. um god has moved towards that person who's repentant and as the elder brother i'm not called to watch that happen and be like i can't believe god forgive them i'm meant to be running right behind yeah. the father yeah ready to embrace him next mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. and and because that's what bonhoeffer talks about like um me hearing you tell me that God has forgiven me mm. is is mm. very meaningful. And That's your good. forgiveness of me mm. is a sermon that says, mm. I'm forgiving you because God has forgiven you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So re- reconciliation preaches Christ. Basically. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So everything we've been saying today is only possible if we're followers of Christ because you can't work mm. this in yourself. Mm. So Philemon ends with verse 25, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. The grace to do this, mm. the grace to forgive you for getting this wrong, mm. is yours in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I love I love the back of our church sign. I know mm. I've said this. I just love it. I love walking out on a day when I'm feeling really low or really mm. burdened or really overloaded, mm. and walking out of that building and seeing on the back of our church sign the grace of our lord jesus mm. christ be with you beautiful yeah. i love it it's such a beautiful beautiful thing. yeah i need to know that every day yeah man. the grace of jesus is with me absolutely um every single day so um i need it i need it a lot mm. um yeah i was trying to think of another way to put dime a dozen into this, this <laughs> story but i can't think no. of it so but the, 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 <laughs> the thing is we it's fun we we have um we have so many different burdens there are so many different issues of conflict and potential conflict. Mm. So many different, uh, so many differences in personality and quirks and things that turn us off about certain people. Yeah. But in the midst of all of that, God's grace is greater than all of it. Yeah. Yeah. In our life and in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
Let's live like it's true by his grace. Yeah. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Baldy Bishops podcast. If you wish to get a hold of us, you can contact us at baldybishops at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Hey, do you want to go get it okay? That sounds great. Let's go.